well. We have our coffee. Yes. And once we have our coffee, we're always ready to BS. <laughs> Bring a shovel. Here we go. <laughs> How you doing today, Paul? I'm doing good. How about you? I'm doing great. Another another halfway decent warm day in the Northeast, man. We've been lucky so far this year, right? We've had some temperatures in the 50s. Almost. I think we're going to hit yeah. almost 60 this week here where we are. Wow, it's 60 good. again. Yeah, almost like 58, 59 or something like that. That's crazy. I know. That's hope good, it stays though, like that. Gl- exactly. Global warming has some good stuff going on too, man. Global warming. Yeah. Well, who knows if that's even true, right? That's true. We we hit that pretty good the last time. Yeah, right. Well, so what do we got for today, Paul? Well, we're going to talk about unions, and uh, I guess what kind of set you off into the act is the uh, the railway uh, union with um, the unions being overrode by the Congress. Okay, by Congress. Happened. Yeah, yeah. So, you think that's fair? You know, that's that's a question. That's a good question on there. Um, I looked, I, you know, the thing was, I looked at some of these, and they've been negotiating on their own for like two years, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, there were, um, I'm thinking there were, were there seven, 17 unions, and only four of them were not happy with what they had, they had come up with? Uh, I think I looked on there, there's 12 Twelve, 12 unions, unions and four rejected what they came up with right. after two years. So yeah, they came, um, So do you think it's right for Congress to say, "Hey, well, we don't really care what you think. You're going to agree to this, and that's that." It, well, it wasn't just agreeing to them. They got stuff too, and the opposites of you know they locked down the railroads. Hundreds of thousands of people are going to be out of work. Uh, you got all the supply chain stuff going on now. You got inflationary pressure more. So I kind of think maybe sometimes the the government has to get in, and I think maybe that's like holding a head over these guys. You know, you got two years; you can't reach your own agreement. Come on, reach something. What are you going to do? Go to court? Go to strike? You're still going to have to reach something eventually, or nobody's going to get paid. And um, with this too, I didn't. That is a law um, that uh, it's some arbitrary law. Yeah, they have they have the right to do that. And, it goes uh, back to. Uh, 1926. Okay. Some crazy law. Railroad Labor Act. Congress can make both sides accept an agreement to prevent harm to the U.S. economy. Once a labor agreement is imposed by Congress, it's in place. Rail workers are not allowed to strike. Well, so. here's, well here's the thing. The, the rail people are pissed off at Potato Head Biden because... I guess when he was a congressman, and this happened <laughs> 10, 15, 20 years ago, he was opposed to Congress stepping in. Yeah. But you know something? I don't think he's going to run again. So I think he voted for what he th- thought was the right thing to do instead of getting uh, the unions pissed at him because I don't think he cares. I don't think he's going to run again. So he did what he's supposed to do. Could uh, be. It's yeah. Everything's like we've always said. Everything's politically Yeah, motivated. without a doubt. Yeah. Um, but there were, there were, you know, on both parties, there were people that were in favor of this, okay? That's, that was the thing. Right. Well, nobody wants to see the economy go to crap around the holidays. I mean, that's a, that was a good move on the union's part, you know, the negotiators, because that's that's what you do when you want to negotiate. You want to put pressure to get your demands. That's true. So Congress overrode that pressure to, uh, you know, I just don't, I, I really don't think it was right. Well, look, but you, you look at that, they didn't just get knocked out of it. They got a 24% pay increase over five years. 24% over five years, they, yep. And they got $11,000 up front, and they get an extra paid day off. I think the argument was that um, they weren't getting, they wanted more sick days. Seven, right? Yeah, but I think they get like 14 days off. They get 14 they days of personal time plus three weeks of vacation time. On an average. Yeah. Right. But 14 days personally, that's pretty good. I think so. Yeah, that's pretty good. But like like you and, well, I don't know, you probably don't. I know, but, but like you, get, I, you get time off. We yeah. earn every month. Yeah. We don't have a fixed number. Um. Each year, we we earn. So, um, if we had a set number 
every year. I, I think it would be pretty difficult sometimes, especially if you have a family and you, you know, everybody gets sick and you got to go to doctors and dentists and stuff like that. Without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, I think, uh, asking for some sick leave, I don't think that's unreasonable. But this is, they got five weeks paid vacation and 14 days of personal leave, you know, leave. They can use it for whatever well, they want. So but, they get sick a couple of days, they take some of that. But I did read that all of their time has to be scheduled. Okay. All of it. So I think that, I think the belief behind sick time is if you're sick and you, you got to go to the doctor that day or something, you don't have to schedule sick time. I think that's what the big argument is with the sick time. Okay, you might be right. I mean, how the hell do you schedule being sick? Yeah, you don't, but most most of the time, like personal leave, if you got a problem, unless they hate you at work, they're going to, you know, I, I couldn't come in today. I'm going to take some of my personal days. <laughs> what are they going to tell you? No. Uh, so I kind of think is, uh, I kind of think that's maybe stretching it a little bit, the sick days and all that. And, um, what I didn't know either was that um, the railroad retirement, they do not pay into Social Security. They do not get Social Security. They pay into a railroad retirement a system. Pension, yeah. Yeah, and it, it pays more than Social Security, but oh. I also believe they pay in more than Social Security. And the average salary in New York, according to the internet, was uh, $59,000. Now, you've got people, you know, and this is another thing with the unions. Um, you got skilled pay people. And you get unskilled people. You get low-skilled people that are getting really high salaries in, in all kinds of unions, at least in New York State and probably every place else. Um, there are jobs anybody could do. Look, 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 you know, I don't want to knock the, the toll people, but collecting tolls and stuff like that, how hard is that to do? Well, they're dwindling down. They are, but still, you know, that's why. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I'm not always in favor of unions. Uh, I think unions at certain times have their good stuff on there. But the other thing, too, like with the unions, you can, you know, just for an example, in town, our office that was come upon, they, they wanted to maybe think about unionizing, which didn't go past. But I'm thinking about the union, too. You work for the town, okay? But you got some other organization tied to your union, like some health health care workers or uh, cafeteria workers. If they go on strike, you got to go on strike, too. And yeah. you, that's got nothing to do with you, but you got to go and strike the back them too. So, you know, how good is that? Well, it depends on the union structure that you're in. Yeah. Well, in our case, we wanted the union because um, we wanted to negotiate some things that uh, make our jobs a little bit more secure. Okay. You know, not so much that we wanted to be ball busters or whatever, but we wanted just a little bit of leverage. What w- what would you change, Frank, and what we have at work now? Uh, longevity. We'd want that. We wanted that. We wanted to negotiate some more personal time stuff okay. like that. Okay. Not so much. Uh, well, the the wages were the longevity kind of a thing, you know. Um, and uh, you know, just make things a little bit more secure for us. Some things I think we have good, and you take advantage of this one. The healthcare you said, oh, it's really oh, good ours for the is town. Great. Yeah, our yeah. healthcare is fantastic, yeah, yeah. and my daughter is a yeah. perfect yeah, example. Yeah, I know. That's why I say you you know for sure. Yeah, but that that really didn't have anything to do with the the unionizing. But that could that the unions could that could change with the unions too. Uh, mm. A lot of the companies they're they give you better deals and. Um, you would with a union. Well, that's because uh, they don't want to deal with it. Exactly union. right, Frank. Exactly mm-hmm. right. Yeah. They don't want to deal with the negotiating and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah. Well, but the well, but the unions have done well for the other departments in our town. Okay. Well, I think what the first department that they did well for, the town didn't know how to deal with the unions, and the unions were pretty smart. Oh, yeah. They yeah, took yeah. full advantage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know if that would happen again, but whatever. Yeah. <laughs> uh, But sometimes it's a, it's like a peace of mind kind of a thing. Okay. And then um, I think the people, some of the people that voted no could have benefited from the having unions. the union. Um, but they live and learn. 
So, so what, what happened? Because I, I missed out on that. A, a we union, lost by one vote. Okay, but a union rep starts in. They come in and talk to you guys is what they do? Yeah. And, and then present you, their case for the union? Yeah, and then you have your spokesperson that uh, tries to rally everybody up. Okay. And, uh, you know, I... Uh, the particular union and that we, we were going for, there was uh, legal representation. Okay. You know, that that was the biggest thing that we wanted. Okay. Was that legal representation. You know, because we went through some rough times there, you know, where we were. Mm. We didn't know what the hell was going to happen. That's true. You know, you know, and you never know year to year what could possibly happen. So we wanted some sort of representation. That was the biggest thing. That really was the biggest thing. You know, and uh, a lot of uh, some of the naysayers, you know, were going around scaring people to for a no vote, and it worked. And the funny thing is, most of the people that voted no aren't even there anymore. What did they come up with the scare the scare taxes again? I was completely out of this. If you know, uh, they, they were telling people, "Oh, you're going to pay more out of your paycheck." Okay. You know, okay. you do pay dues, but well, it's not exor- dues, yeah. it's not it's not a crazy amount. It wasn't a, some you know, ridiculous amount. Okay. <clears throat> you know, oh, you know, and, and and unions they work against you and and the employer is going to work against you and you know, they really scared the people into into believing that unions were bad. Okay. For the employee. Okay. And like again, like I said, the people that could have benefited from it aren't even there anymore. <laughs> <laughs> okay. And you know, and the people that are there now, it's just like, is it even worth it to try to do it again? Uh, probably not, because most of us are getting closer to retirement. <laughs> what happened? Was, was it Walmart that got unionized and some guy got fired and he was pro, he was pro-union or something like yeah. that? And they you hear that happen all the time. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. they could probably target the people that instigated it and, yeah. uh, you know, yeah. Yeah. actually got it in. You think that would be illegal, but I guess it wasn't in that case. Yeah, you know they, know, they can always find a way, Paul. You know that. That's true. That's they true. always can skirt something to get around and do what they have to do. You know, it's just like politicians. And I think Starbucks, too, was trying to get unionized. I don't know. They had a couple of them. I don't know if they actually got unionized or not. I didn't follow that, but I think it was the same thing. You know, and so. in the last company that I worked for, there was some, you know, they were trying to get union. They they uh, didn't get it. And then there's some other thing there, like, I forget what it was. They had to actually close up shop and move. Okay. Because of... Uh, Something to have to do with the union. I don't remember the whole story, but but look at even Amazon. That one Amazon warehouse, they voted in a union. Yeah, and the other ones, I believe, are all still non-union. Yeah, 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 yeah. You know, who knows what kind of dynamics are going on there to scare the people not to vote for a union? <laughs> I mean, I their turnaround rate's probably ridiculous anyway. I would think so. That's that's what I hear anyway. But uh, yeah. but I think Amazon too. From what I hear, also is if you're on the ball and you want to work, you can you can get promoted up through Amazon too. Well, so it's sure not it's, necessarily the worst place in the world. Yeah, but I don't know. I worked in warehousing and stuff like that, and I, sometimes it could be a pain in the. I'm sure, like now, they're just going nuts now with the holiday season. I know. Coming. I know. You know, and uh, <laughs> you know, and they don't really care. They got to meet their. <laughs> They got to meet their numbers. <clears throat> well, I they read, don't care. I, yeah, I read this book, and I think they made a movie too. It was called Nomads, and a lot of people living um, in cars and motorhomes and stuff like that. And when they need extra money around the holidays, they look for Amazon warehouses that will hire them for a month or something like oh, that. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, but, and they work them pretty hard, from what I read. Oh, I bet they do yeah, work, they them work pretty, them pretty hard. hard. Yeah. Poor people. I know. And then they dump them probably right after the holiday. Yeah, well, they know that when they come in. They know, they know they're not going to they be working there full time. Yeah, seasonal just seasonal workers. workers, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. But the thing, the thing with the railroads is I don't think people realize how important the railroads really are. I mean, I, I always knew the railroads were there. But after looking into some of the numbers, I was like, wow. What do you see, what do you see for numbers? Now I know you researched some of that. I mean, uh, between 1980 and 2021, the railroad spent 760 billion dollars on co- capital expenditures. Okay. 250 billion on infrastructure and equipment alone. Okay. So that's a lot of money floating yep. around in yep. the economies and stuff like that. 
that that's a lot. Freight no freight railroads account for roughly forty percent of all long distance freight volume. That's pretty. Uh, I believe you know you don't realize it. Like you said, we live close to the Hudson River. Yeah, and you're probably like me. You've seen some of the trains come yep. up along the Hudson River, traveling through, and they're freaking forever, man. They're miles and miles, miles of and cars. Miles. Yeah, well, yeah. I got a lot of numbers here, man. Yeah. <laughs> but out of that forty percent, okay. Yeah. Of uh, of the freight, the rail railways only account. For 0.5% of total U.S. greenhouse emissions, U.S. greenhouse emissions. Okay. Well, That's I, pretty yeah, impressive. Yeah. Well, if you look at those long cars, there's only one engine pulling them. One it's, or two engines. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah, miles. Yeah, right? I believe that. That's true. And uh, what people don't realize, I never realized, too, I saw this actually on Modern Marvels. You know, you, you ever watch that show, Modern no, Marvels? No, I don't know that one. The Even though the trains use diesel, yes, the, the diesel is actually generating electric. Oh, wow. They're still driven by electric. Wow, I it, didn't know it, that. It goes both ways. It's a drive and a braking system. Okay. On the, I never knew that. Well, that's like the electronic cars. They do the same yeah, thing, right? The brakes neat. generate electric too, yeah. Yeah, I, I never knew that. I did I did Never not, ever nope. knew that. Um, that's news to me too. So they're the most fuel efficient. One ton of freight over 500 miles uses... 500 miles per gallon of fuel. Isn't, isn't that wow, amazing? that's unbelievable. And the trucks, one of my friends has a truck, and I think he gets five miles of a gallon of diesel or something like that. So the trains are becoming more and more and more efficient. Yeah. That's, that's insane, right? Yeah. So I was reading there that they said that if 25% of truck traffic moving freight at least 750 miles went to rail if they took that freight and put it on the rails yep it would um emissions would fall by 13.1 million tons <laughs> that sounds pretty good right yeah that's crazy yeah yeah. But if uh it says here if railroads didn't move freight at all. So say that railroads didn't move freight. It would take over 99 million additional trucks and four times more fuel. Wow. That's uh, that's an that's amazing insane. number. Yeah, no, that's you know, and here's the thing that drives me nuts too. If you go to Europe or something, you can you can go around a lot on trains. There's a lot of train services for passengers. Okay. We don't have that here. Like we do a lot of hiking and rail trails. Right. They turn they turn they tore the rails down. I don't know why they did that. You would think it'd be great for passengers too. Instead of hopping on a jet, you you know, going on to Washington or Philadelphia on a on a train. I don't know if you can do that or not. Uh, uh yeah, you can, you can get on an Amtrak from Poughkeepsie. I don't know where they, it takes you, though, exactly, where you can go to. I like I took the Amtrak from here to Penn Station. Okay. And then you can hop on wherever they go. Yeah. I know they okay. had trains okay. that went to D.C. Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, and we went all the way down to Florida that way. On the on the, on the the trains? Yeah. It oh, was wow. It was quite an adventure, actually. We started, okay. I started up... Uh, where it was by Otisville. Okay. Started there. Yep. That went down to Jersey. Yep. From Jersey, had to hop on another train. That went to Penn Station. Yep. That was the Amtrak. We got the Amtrak okay. at Penn Station. Okay. And then Penn Station went down to Florida. Okay. Did 30, you have to get on and off trains after that or not? No. One no. shot down. 34 hours. <laughs> No, we'll never do it again. <laughs> was it was it that uncomfortable or not? Because I always mm. think about maybe going cross country on Amtrak or something like that. Well, uh, I mean, 
the the seats the 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 ones that I wear on the seats went back they reclined a little bit okay I mean it wasn't the most comfortable thing in the world okay I mean you can get the the cabin cars yeah yeah but they're like crazy amount of money and they think they're pretty small too from what I've seen right yeah. but at least you can lay down flat okay in okay them. if you have the money and you want to do it you can okay. lay down flat okay okay and the other thing that sucked about Amtrak was Amtrak rides mostly on freight rails okay they lease rails from the freight systems okay. so the freight systems have priority uh, over amtrak okay so if a freight train's coming amtrak has to wait they got on a side sideline yep. yeah and you're stopped okay and you're okay. thinking shit man i could be how many more miles could we be while we're just sitting here doing I know. nothing <laughs> i know i know i know that was the one thing that drove me crazy because the railroads were the big thing in this country, man. That's what united the country, right? They, That's what was, built this country yeah, was the railroads. Back and forth was the railroads, yeah. Yeah, when they built the inter inter whatever it was, railroad, the intercontinental, yeah. yeah, 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 right. So I I, I saw in here that um, class one freight employees. Now, now there's different classes: one, two, three. Yep, I and believe. As that. far as I saw, that was how much the revenue the uh, railroad earns puts them in a different class. So okay. the top class, class one freight employees earn an average of $135,000 annually. Okay. Now that's high compared to what I saw Okay, for um, different employees. So the- I think, I think it's, if, it's these are union jobs, and I think you know the longer you're there, the more you get, well, and all that. Like anything else, yeah yeah, 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 yeah. The highest paying railroad jobs: signal engineer, eighty four thousand one hundred seventy one thousand. Okay. Signal processing engineer, ninety nine thousand one hundred forty seven thousand. I mean, these are the top paying ones, of course. Signal inspectors, fifty to one hundred thirty five. Track maintainer, 38 to 120. Locomotive operators. Now, you'd think that they would make yes, the most. Yes, forty to 114,000. So, you know, if you're wow. starting, you're only making 40,000. Yeah, 000. wow. Okay. Right? But a lot of these probably are not high-skilled jobs. You'll come in and you learn as you go along, I would think, is what would happen. Well, I would think a locomotive operator would have to have a little bit of brains to I know, operate but some, it. But, but some of the other stuff that you, you went over True. doesn't sound like it's the hardest stuff in Track the world. Track inspectors, 51 yeah. to 107,000. Yeah. Yeah. Switch technician, 74 to 84,000, blah, blah, blah. So the, the range is quite a bit. Train dispatchers. The salary range is thirty-five to fifty-one. You think they would make more too, dispatching all these trains all over the damn place? Yep. Track worker thirty-one to fifty. Rail car mechanic thirty-three to forty-seven. That seems really that seems low to me low. too. Yeah, that would seem low because I would think you'd have to have some skills for that one. Locomotive engineer forty-two to forty-seven thousand. <laughs> that sounds pretty low too. Also known as a train conductors, operate trains on railroads and the role in operations of transfer freight. Yeah, that. What do the conductors make? Do you have that? Well, that's the locomotive engineer. It says also known as train conductors. Well, that's that's different than than actually the the engineer that drives the train. I think. Yeah, yeah. That's somebody who collects the tickets and stuff yeah, like that. Yeah, forty-two to forty thousand a year. Well, that's yeah, but what do you want for that job? You're just collecting tickets, Frank. Come on. I thought they'd make more than that. The way they click those freaking things is amazing to me. Did you ever see them? When yeah, you're punching I, I the have. I've been, I've been on the... I know. You're like, what the hell? <laughs> it's, not, it's not a rocket science's job. I don't think, I, I don't think I'd be able to click them now. A switcher, 32 to 43,000. I mean, seems like these these jobs are like... Yeah, but they're not, not high, high They're not high-skilled jobs either, Frank. Well, I don't know. I don't know how much skill you need. I think you would need a lot of skill to operate a, an engine. Uh, to uh, the guy who drives it, but I don't think that's a conductor engineer. No, just the engineer. Yeah, yeah. But still, I didn't think that was it. So uh, Yeah, the repair mechanics I thought would earn more because I think you'd need some skills for that. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, come on. And then you had said that they're getting, well, 
the agreement that they're that they just negotiated was 14.1% increase right now and 24% by 2024. Yep. That's a pretty decent increase. We don't get no yeah, we don't, we don't we don't get that at home. We're lucky we get three. I know you're right. <laughs> Make it zero. Who knows? Right? One third of exports are moved by rail, so that's that's pretty significant. Our exports that's going to the ports, so you yep. know that's going in and out, probably cross country to California. Yep, and to this coast for whatever. But that totally amazes me what you said about the fuel uses. That's like Isn't wow, it? wow. They're very. Conservative, very efficient, on, 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 right? Very efficient. Yeah, the totally. amount of weight that they're pulling. <laughs> and I think in some other countries too, they have electronic train lines where the electricity yeah, yeah, yeah. Run, runs the trains. Yeah, completely. there's no no high speed or anything. Yeah, yeah, nothing. Yeah, I don't know about that. I'd like to have an engineer there. <laughs> I'm sure somebody's there in case a problem occurs, but this is a backup. Now these numbers were the most interesting, Paul. Okay. You know how I like these numbers. This gives you a real good perspective that you don't realize. 1.6 million carloads. Now, we're not talking about a car. We're talking about a box car. Box car, okay. All right. 1.6 million carloads of food products a year are moved through the rails. 1.6 million. I can I can see that you got corn and all the stuff growing in the mid, well, Midwest. Well, yeah, yeah one it point through one point five million carloads of grain. Yep, that's a lot of carloads. I can't even imagine. Can, <laughs> how do you how do you maintain <laughs> millions of <laughs> box cars and how do you how do you control all that? We just pump them in is what they do. Millions huh? yeah, though. Yeah, we're we're yeah, talking millions. Yeah. I can I've I've seen them move that stuff out in the Midwest. That's not that big of a deal. Oh my god! I just and each each carload I'm sure has got a little computer chip on it, tell you where it goes, who it came from, and the whole nine yards. I'm sure it does. Yeah, but think about it. If they're moving 1.5 million carloads a year, mm-hmm. that means they probably have double that amount. Of boxcars, at least, because some are still sitting, getting loaded, some are unloading, some are being maintained. I'm sure they, I I don't know if it'd be double, but yeah, they got, they got to have some surplus of stuff. Some of them break down. They've got to. Yeah. 2.2 million carloads of chemicals a year. Is that like gasoline and stuff too? No, 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 no. 2.2 million carloads of chemicals. So production chemicals. You know, that are used for production, stuff like that. 3.3 million carloads of coal. Where the hell are they taking all this coal? (laughs) Is there that many um, electric producing plants out there that run on coal? Unfortunately, I think there is, Frank. That's impressive. 3.3 million. I wonder what it was like. I know. A hundred years ago, when the coal was running everything, it even was I wonder insane. how energy efficient those trains were a hundred years ago too. You ever see pictures oh, of yeah. the old ones? Man, the, they're coal fired. Oh my god! Throwing all this black smoke up all like over the place. Plumes of yeah. plumes yeah, yeah, and plumes. Yeah, You're yeah. like, oh yeah, that was great. <laughs> and you're worried about cars now. I know. I know. Oh my goodness. Three million carloads of construction material. That's okay. not lumber. That's construction with other construction material. Shingles, all kinds of stuff like that. Now this was uh, this Concrete one was blocks. One hundred and sixty-two thousand barrels worth of crude oil a day. Okay. So actually, I thought that was kind of low, considering we use how many barrels of oil a day. It must a lot of it must be in pipelines and. Uh, Pipelines, and I think a lot of this may be transferred by boats too, because a lot yeah. of the refineries are uh, on on the on coast, the coast yeah, down yeah. south, yeah. One point eight million motor vehicles and parts. There you go. See, they don't drive them from production plant to wherever. They got to come across somewhere, right? Elon is our is our Tesla on there soon? I yeah. hope. Yeah. And seven hundred and eighty thousand. Paper and lumber cars a year. Okay. That was kind of low too, I thought. 780,000. So it's just under a million lumber. Now, I remember when I was on the, on the Amtrak uh, adventure, 
most of the yards that we passed were all lumber cars. Okay. Thousands and thousands and thousands of them. Some of that makes sense. But even like, you know, we live by a lumber yard. We live by a whole bunch of uh, warehouses and stuff that I think get their stuff through the train line that comes through by us. And you grew up in the train capital of New York, right? Maybook, Maybrook, yeah. New York, yeah, yeah, yeah. There was Big the, time. That was like the one of the East Coast hubs, yeah, for for many many years back when. Now, then it became like one of the biggest trucking hubs, which is probably small now in comparison. But still, I wonder why did that go away? I'm just curious. You know, you would think. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know, I don't know either. That that goes way back. I remember, you know, as a kid going down there and walking through all the old buildings and crap and uh, and some of the historians would show you pictures and stuff and th- there was actually a round table there okay i know that that one i know yeah yeah and for years there was old buildings and everything still back there and uh, the maybrook reservoir if you try to fish in there all you get is uh is vegetation because I, that's where they dumped all of the um the the byproduct of the the ash from the from okay. steam engines okay. and all that crap. Okay. When you were a kid, were there were there more train operations? Uh, no, it was a, it no, was it abandoned was by uh, okay. when we were kids. I okay. believe. Yeah, I okay. don't remember trains ever going going in and out. I think that went back to like the steam engine era. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but I just always know that was a big train place. Uh, it was huge. I think it was one of the biggest on this coast. Okay. For you know back when, I'm sure it would be small in comparison now. <laughs> but the trains still come through by us. I know stuff gets hauled in by trains in the Walden. Oh, yeah. You hear them go through sometimes when you're out there. Yeah. You hear them rumbling along. Yep. Or you get stopped and you got to wait for 15, 20 minutes for them to get past. It's a smaller <laughs> train lines. Right, right. Well, we lived next to Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania was a big hub, I believe. Okay. Well, they trains. stripped a lot of coal out of there, probably. Yeah. I know my father was fascinated with Pennsylvania train lines. When okay. he had his model trains, everything was modeled after Pennsylvania. <laughs> We're looking at him right now, Frank. All yeah. we got to do is turn around to the side. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I inherited all his trains. Yeah. <laughs> model trains. Yeah, he was definitely fascinated with... Uh, he had atlases of Pennsylvania with all the train lines highlighted through it and wow. everything. Wow. And, I don't know what his fascination was. Was As a kid, did he ever do any uh, rail hopping, you know? I don't know. He might have. Or something like that? He might have. You know, I don't know. He was crazy, so maybe. (laughs) But you thought that it was not right for the government to uh, step in. No, I don't think it was right at all. Why why do you think that? Well, what's the purpose of having a union then? I know, but is it supposed to bring, you know, the country down to its knees? That's part of the plan when you have a union is to have leverage. But they had two the years. Congress of, took their leverage away. But they had two years of leverage to work it out themselves. So there's leverage on them too. Work something out, guys. If not, the government's going to do it, and you're probably not going to be happy. Well, then here we go to the oversight thing. Is that too much government getting in the way of shit again? Sometimes I think you, you need government to keep stuff under control, okay? Yep. Uh, and I think maybe this is one case it it, it would be. Uh, Only because it's around Christmas. This is the biggest yeah, well, time of the year for the corporations. Biggest. So you know, you know corporations were putting a thumb on their representation there and saying, hey, can't let this happen. I truly believe that. But two-thirds of the unions were happy what the negotiations were after two years. It was only one-third that wasn't, and I'm sure a lot of people in that one-third were happy with it, too, and they didn't, they didn't want to wind up going on strike. Well, I believe the people were the ones that the, – the workers were the ones who voted it down. And come on now. You can't give – they want seven days. You can't give them four. <laughs> you know, you can't give them three or – uh Whatever you can't give them, I, I, I don't. I think sick time is something that you need, especially if they have to schedule every everything that they do. And I understand the scheduling part because you know if you're trying to plan 
200 and what was it? 200 and something thousand employees, 115,000 workers. And you're on schedules with trains and stuff. I get it. You know, cause they're all about schedules. And I'm sure they're on pretty tight schedules to get all that freight. Moved. I wonder if they didn't have some type of sickly sick sick days too. Maybe they didn't get paid for them. No, there was not. I couldn't find anything that okay. said anything about sick time. The other thing the too, the they were looking for pay raises. I wonder what the pay raises were that they wanted. Maybe they weren't. They were higher than the twenty four percent too. Could you imagine getting paid more than twenty four percent? They could ask for it, man. Well, of course you start high and expect low. Yeah, but. I don't the seven sick days. Give them some sick days. Give them some damn sick days. You know the higher ups in the company don't have to worry about how much time they take. <laughs> I'm sure. The poor the poor guy out in the snow trying to fix a rail. He gets sick. You mean to tell me he can't? He's got to schedule his doctor's appointment. He doesn't feel good. <laughs> I'm assuming there was there's something in there that that takes you know an account for that. I can't believe that would have run like that. That they just you just can't take it. There's got to be something in there, and we're just we're maybe missing that one. I'm sure there is, but still, you, I mean, as the government, you can't say, "Hey, listen, guys, give the guys." Because weren't they big? Wait a second, weren't the Democrats all big on the sick time bullshit? Weren't they, they, they fighting for sick time and sick leave and all that bullshit? Well, they were fighting for health insurance and sick leave. Okay, that one I didn't know either. Yeah, I'm gonna look that shit up because okay. I know that they were all up in the sick leave stuff, and now all of a sudden. Well, I think Let's one of see. the big things was was pre-existing conditions with the insurance where they didn't want to cover them. That's what the Democrats were in favor of. Let's see here. I'm going to find this. Because, huh. <laughs> again, this is the this like we talked before, this we're looking up stuff on the news and all this, and you never get the whole story is what I believe. Uh-huh. So I'm assuming that they must have had something. You can't just let people say, yeah, well, I'm sick. Well, what are you going to do? Die or come to work? No, you got to have some kind of, some kind of, uh, set up for that too. Mm-hmm. We are in the process of surfing. See what we can find. Well, everything's coming up about the strike right now. Yeah. Yeah. Just put, did the railroad, did railroad workers have, Sick leave prior. I don't Railroad think they workers did. sick leave prior. Let's see what comes Let's up for see. that. Railroad workers. Just put prior, because otherwise it'll come up after. Let's see if anything even comes up. Railroad workers are not the only Americans out without paid sick days. So yeah. maybe they got paid sick day they got sick days but they didn't get paid for it no see the railroads say that workers can use personal time there you go my paid sick leave becomes a big issue so you got to have some setup for that that just couldn't be in existence well it's just funny how Biden flipped on the whole thing when he was saying, no, government won't get involved in unions. And then all of a sudden now he's like, oh, yes, government's going to get involved in unions. Well, again, I don't, I don't, think, I don't think Biden's <laughs> going to run again, so he can beat his vote. It's, it's not so much political as he can vote his conscience on this one. Hmm. Do railroad workers get sick days? Let's see. Uh, up to 20... What's that say there? All railroad employees have a long-term sickness benefit that can pay a portion of the workers' income up to 26 weeks, the rail association said. But time off under the Family and Medical Leave Act is unpaid, according to the Department of Labor. So they mm-hmm. must they must have um, sick days. They just don't get paid for some of them. Maybe. Yeah. Again, it's it's like you know, you never get the whole facts through the news, which drives you nuts. You really got to dig of there. You don't. <laughs> we know that. Why? Why don't? Why do they refuse to give it to them? Did you, did you hit that one on there? Yep. I'm just curious. Yeah. Let's see. And the very I 
Oh, what the hell? <laughs> just died. Let's see. Come on. They're hacking you, Frank. Struggling. There's an agreement that because the key points have been scheduling in general. Yeah, scheduling. Unlike nearly percent of railroad employees are not currently guaranteed a single paid sick day. Rather, if such workers wish to recuperate from an illness or make time, they need to use vacation time, which must be requested days in advance. <laughs> see, that's the problem. Yeah, I know. I see that. Through the... See? If a worker wants to take time off to recover from the flu, they need to notify their employer of this days before actually catching the virus. <laughs> Flip down a little bit more and see what else it says on there. And workers. Okay. But yeah. So I, I, I don't think that's right. Yeah, no, I, I think they should have some kind of sick days too. Yeah. Take it out of their personal days or whatever, but sick days that they don't have to just call in. Yeah, that's crazy. How do you schedule being sick? I think that's their biggest biggest thing is how do you schedule being sick? I know. So you know what? They want seven. Give them five. Give them four. Don't just tell them no. I don't think they got any, right? No, I think they got they none. Ju- they just got an extra day of uh, leave. Yeah, paid they got leave. nothing. And they got a nice raise, that's yeah. for sure. Okay. So instead of giving them 14%, give them 10% plus five days. <laughs> right? Let's say, okay, there's more to that, too. Like, they get an annual $1,000 bonus, a free okay. a freeze on, freeze on their health care costs, which is a big one. That's a big one. Yeah. But you don't know how good their health care yeah, is. Yeah, yeah. Well, if they don't have good health care, that's on their union. $1,000 bonus really isn't that much in, in companies. I mean, we get nothing, so that's better than us. <laughs> no, hold, 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 hold. Sorry, sorry, sorry. They conceded only a single payday personally, plus the removal of some of the disciplinary penalties for time missed as a result of medical emergency. Well, yeah. Why would you get penalized yeah. for a medical emergency? Yeah. But that kind of is covered in your personal days. And so you did get Multiple something. Multiple units voting down the agreement. I would vote it down too. And then you got Potato Head going in there saying, oh, no, you got to take it. I don't agree with it. But there would be a lot of uh, people working for the railroad that would be missing some pay, too, for a while. Yeah. Well, once again, government steps in. I understand. He gets, he's so worried about saving the economy. Then why the hell are we in a recession? Uh, you want to you go there, Frank? I can, we can go there. I know. We talked I about know. that with Trump last time. I still don't think we'd be in a recession if Trump was in office. What do you think Trump would do that's different? You think he could have stopped the Ukrainian war? That's a biggie, thrown us in a recession there. You think he could have stopped well, the uh, the coronavirus? You know, he do, didn't even believe in it. Do you, what do you think Trump could have changed, Frank? Do you think that Trump would be sending billions of dollars to Ukraine? Probably not. No. But you think, no, because he's buddies with Putin anyway. <laughs> he's but, <laughs> but you think that's not a good idea, supporting them? Um even if we don't win with that, I'm thinking that that is weakening the Russian military, which is good, that we don't have them as a threat down the road 10, 20 years from now. Well, that's and we exactly can, what And we can Reagan see did. exactly how tough those, those they are. We always thought the Russian army is really tough, man. They'll be kicking our asses. doesn't look that way. It looks like they're working with World War II and World War I weapons on there. That all came out. Um, well, you know, remember that one year when the, that Russian boat sank? I know, I know. <laughs> oh my God! But no, I think I, I would. I I'm in for supporting. You know, the Ukraine as long as it's not. Uh, it's, we're going forward with that. Well, I think that's a good thing. We're not fighting there. We're just contributing equipment. But what, money. What else, but what else could Trump do? He wouldn't give. Okay, so he wouldn't give any money to Ukraine. So in other words, Russia would own the Ukraine. They did and, anyway. No, they did. It was it, the Ukraine was different for a long time. Uh-huh. I had my parents had friends when I was a kid, and they were 
God, they were probably in their 50s or 60s when I was maybe 20 years old. Mm -hmm. There was wars in Ukraine then. I remember they had gotten out of the Ukraine on a train, and there was bombs blowing up all oh over the place. Oh, my God. Can you imagine? Yeah, so that must have been like, the, I don't know, maybe the 40s or 20s? I don't know. I'm not sure. But that happened before, and they were Ukrainian, and they came over here. Um, so I don't think they always did. Ukrainian was an independent country. So what the hell? Russia's going to go anyplace? That's what Germany did. Well, they went, they went to all these companies, and we just let them roll over. Listen, that's what NATO was set up for. I know. So how come NATO isn't taking care of it? I think they are to a certain extent. Maybe they should be kicking in more, but they're doing they some of it. They should be kicking in a hell of a lot more. Not. But, but, and then the other side, Ukraine is not a NATO member. And that's what Russia didn't want to happen either, because they were trying to negotiate to get into NATO, and but they're, I, they're not. But I believe one of NATO's function was to stop Russia, Russian aggression and expansion. I thought it was just with NATO members. I don't think so. I think it was to, after World War II, it was to stop Russian expansion. Because Russia, Russia was one of our boys in World War II. They were fighting on the same side with us against Germany. Until they defeated them, and then... They took a lot of stuff as much as they could, yeah. Yep, and then NATO was created. But even that, you know, what what are you going to do? I don't I don't think Trump could have done anything. I don't think anybody was in there could have changed the economy. I think Trump set a lot of this off when they put controls on the interest rates. That's I blame a lot of that on where we are now with the inflation and all that. But the coronavirus was a problem. Ukraine was a problem. I don't know what else. China was a problem. China's a problem. Yeah. What would Trump do? Well, he tell China him, go wanted ahead, to bring do back he, more manufacturing. I know. Well, we're not going to go... <laughs> We're not going to go down that rabbit hole because that was that's a whole different podcast. I know, but you you brought up Trump. You know what would happen? Uh, what would have Trump done? I don't think he could have done anything. Well, we won't know because he didn't get elected again. No, he did. According to him, he's the president. He still is forty five all the way. <laughs> okay, this is going off again. What did what is Trump saying? <laughs> he wants to change the constitution. So that so they so they can uh, recount the 2020 ballot, I think, so he can be president. I believe. Well, let's see what happens with all this uh, Biden stuff, and well, this this goes down a whole bunch of conspiracy theory rabbit holes. <laughs> <laughs> a whole bunch. Well, Biden, not, Biden's got nothing to lose. I don't think Biden's going to. He's run got for nothing president. to lose now. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, he's got nothing to lose. Yeah, yeah. he's in there. He's confused, and I'm sure he doesn't even care. Well, I think he does. I, I I don't know that this wasn't a good— the, the union people hate it and all that, but I don't know if it wasn't a, a thing to do. And they did get something. It wasn't like, look, you're getting nothing. You got a pay increase, you know. A big pay increase. Yeah, so they got something out of it, too. Right. Well, it all comes down to the negotiations, and uh, whoever negotiated it, that's their job. And they had two years to work something out. Come on, guys. Well, that always happens with negotiations. Two freaking years you can't work something out. Yeah, but they needed that leverage to push it ahead, and then the government took that leverage away. And 12 of the unions were happy with the negotiations. They shouldn't have, I still don't think the government should have gotten involved. Maybe okay. a little bit, but okay. not to the fact okay. where it forcing them to accept a deal that they didn't want. Most likely what happened, they didn't force them. They tried to get them to negotiate for these last two years because they knew this was going to come up. The unions knew in advance this was going to happen. Why didn't they work something out? They uh, should have, yeah. Yeah, they should have. They should have worked something out. 100% yeah. correct. Because the government just doesn't come in, look, we're going to change this tomorrow and all that. They've probably been working them for over a year. Work something out, guys, or we're going to have to do something. It's like going to court. The judge tells you, work something out by yourself, or I know what I'm going to do. Yep. Yeah, so. Well, they should have let the courts decide it, not the federal government. Yeah, then we wouldn't be, get, then we wouldn't be getting anything for years. Right? Yeah. Well. But whatever. That's, well, that's, thank God for the men and women <laughs> that work in the rail industry. Yes. Yes. Thank God for them, because yes. they move a lot of freight. Yes, without a doubt. <laughs> a lot of stuff. And again, what amazes me again is, is how, God, how energy conservative that train is. I never would have guessed insane. that. That's insane. I don't never get that in a million years, but yeah, that's unbelievable. 
Insane. Yeah. You know, that goes to show you how important the rail system is. Yep. Yep. Very, very important. Just look at all those people that uh, take the Metro every day. <laughs> That's a people mover. Well, like we, we go down to city some, we'll take the train down because it's a pain in the ass to drive. It's a lot park, nicer being on the yeah, train. Yeah. Traffic. Yeah. Yeah. The train is definitely the way to go. A little bit expensive, but it's the way to go. Yeah, it's worth it. And if you got a park down the city, it's probably not that much more expensive. No, not at all. Yeah. What's last time I parked in the city, it cost me, I think, $38. I know. I know. And that wasn't including tolls, gas, and all that shit. <laughs> I know. I know. It's expensive. Yeah. Well, that, that was a pretty good discussion, Paul. I thought so, yeah. I When you brought that up, I didn't think it was being that good. And then I was talking about unions overall, and I said, yeah, that sounds like a Pretty pretty good discussion together. To yeah. with that, yeah. and just the and just the statistics alone of of, of how much freight yeah. that that yeah. it moves. I never yeah. realized. I never realized, you know, how big some of this stuff is until you start looking at it, and you're like, "Wow, that's a lot." When you get in the millions, I it's hard to even imagine <laughs> millions of anything. But if you watch some of the train lines that run along the Hudson, they just go forever. Ba-boom, 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 ba-boom. So I, I can believe that without a doubt. Yeah. I mean, you, you see, like, sometimes on shows and stuff, they're going through the uh, the Midwest and everything. Yeah. And they're just going on for miles and miles and miles. It's impressive. I know. I know. Very impressive. I know. Thank God Thank for the God rail for the trains, industry. yeah, train, train workers and all that. Yep. Thank you. Thank God. Probably everything in this room was delivered by a train. Some place or part of the ride anyway. <laughs> I'm sure they dump them off someplace and then the trucks haul them wherever they want to. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, they of course. They gotta, they're in the long haul. Trains yeah, are the long yeah. haul, yeah. Thank God, because that's a lot, of, uh, a lot of stuff. Well, thanks again, people. Yes, sir. Thank you. Thank you. Until and next time. We thank our fans in Venezuela again, Venezuela. man. You guys are number three. Number three. Thank you, thank you, thank you. If somebody could send us an email and let us know why you love us, I'd be. I'd like to hear that. At bstimepod at yahoo.com. Yes. Send us emails. Send us emails. Hate, like, whatever. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> pictures, we don't care. Send pictures of your dogs, we don't care. Yep, yep, yep. And if you like us, go listen to our other podcasts. We have 30-something more. That's right. That's right. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Thanks, Paul. Thanks, Frank. We'll see you in next week. See you next week. Okay. Bye-bye.